0: Hello everybody, Um, this is uh, another episode about mountaineering. This will be the second episode in the series of probably four or five episodes that will cover what you need to know to get started, get going, get your first expedition um, to be successful. Today we're going to talk about fitness and as I mentioned in the previous episode, number one it is the most important part of mountaineering right different from perhaps other sports um, and other adventures where equipment is probably plays a bigger role or um, training and practice 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 is also more important um, for instance in um, things like diving fitness is the most important um, aspect of mountaineering in my opinion um, having done that and being, you know, right now preparing um, for my first three-day expedition. And I'm going to spend um, a little bit more time than usual uh, in, my, in my podcasts describing, you know, what is important and why it's important and how you could, uh, you could actually achieve uh, sort of the level of fitness needed with certain tools and methods that are out there. So I've tested them. Um, some of them didn't work. Others seem to work well. So first thing is, um, why is uh, why is it so important, right? I mean, you, mountaineering is almost like watching. As I heard this once. Uh, you know, watching the grass grow um, because it's very slow. Uh, you won't see any movies. Um, you know, action movies about uh, you know a guy climbing Everest. Although they made it. Um, but the actual, um, you know, walk up the hill thing is kind of boring. But it requires a, a different uh, level and a different type of fitness. And I'm going to get into the details right now. So think about your body, right? You had the mitochondria producing energy. Um, what you need to do in mountaineering, as it's very similar to other endurance activities, or endurance sports, uh, in the sense that you are going to be exercising right for very long periods of time, and it, particularly in mountaineering, you're not going to be eating all the time, so it's not like you're doing the Tour of France um, on a bike, and you, you grab snacks along the way, um, high-carb you know, snacks to just fill you while you are racing. Um it's a much lower intensity uh, pace, but it's probably very long durations. We're talking about, you know nine, 10, 12 hours, long, you know even longer than that, right? Um, so it's important that your fitness matches what you are going to put your body uh, through. and um, and that really entails, teaching your body. And I'm trying to summarize, uh, you know, hours and 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 pages of material that I've read in the last, you know, nine months since I got my ass kicked and Mount Washington twice. Um, and I was trying to understand what the hell happened, right? I had zero energy coming down. I couldn't trust my legs. I even gave up, right? It's like, you know, told my guide, go ahead, you know, forget about me. Uh, let me die in the mountain. What happened right? I, I was thinking about it why why I felt so bad and so miserable and and I just you know so kinda gave up um and it's because my body was burning carbs instead of fat, and that makes a big difference because on average right let's say a relatively fit person um you know, sort of my height, my weight, I'm 5'8, you know, about a hundred and fifty-five pounds. You know, I would have I could have stored about three thousand calories of carbs. However, in the same token, I can you know, I probably have stored right now about thirty thousand calories of fat. And and this is the big difference. If you're going for endurance if you're going for mountaineering you need to teach your body to burn fat because you don't want to burn carbs otherwise you're going to run out of it and when you need carbs for the high intensity um, let's say there is a rock climbing part of the mountaineering trail you need those carbs so if you run out of them And if you start eating bars or eating those gels, it's not going to be fast enough or it's not even close to 3,000 calories um, to fill you up and give you time to actually perform. So, and this is really what happened to me. Uh, I was burning all my carbs and I did. And all of a sudden my body was like, okay, you're done, right? You have no fuel left in the tank. Um, There's nothing I can do anymore. So you got to teach your body to burn fat. And there are several ways to do that. Um, what I've found uh, to seem to make the most uh, researched and proven method is to do very long, and I'm going to quote boring as well, but there are very long workouts at relatively low intensity. I'm not going to get into the details. I'll tell you where to go for the for the details about what I mean by low intensity, what I mean by long duration, but we're talking about a couple of hours on average a day and, uh, and uh, your heart rate being at a pace that allows you to have a conversation, right? That you're not gasping yes, for air like this, this is no good, right? This is like what, what it's called zone three, zone four. You need to be at zone one, zone two, um, and again, I'll give you the sort of where the, where the details and the literature is for, um, for the specifics. But that's what you need to do. And I've been doing this. I didn't do it uh, in the first times that I tried Mount Washington. And then as I tried other mountains uh, in Italy and in Canada, I felt much better. And I'm still a long ways to go, right? This is not something you train... know for a month and your body adapts right to burn fat this will take months um i'm gonna go up for a good test now in 10 days in mount baker um because i've been putting my body through this kind of routine for the last six months very consistently nearly every day Um, so that's what you need to do right you need to have these long durations so be ready I'm sure uh, if you don't have have a Netflix account right, have a Disney Plus account, have a Hulu account, have a, you know Amazon Prime video because those workouts, those two hour three hour workouts, if you are doing them at the gym. And again, for you know for people like me and I guess like us, you will do most of your training in the gym because you don't have time to go outdoors every day and do it. So you need you need a good selection of movies um, because they're going to be long and they're going to be boring. Um, another trick that I've done, and I mentioned this in the previous podcast, is I have a treadmill in my office. I have a Peloton bike as well. They're both in my office. So what I do is, you know, while I'm working, you know, sometimes people have to put up with me. Uh, on a video walking while I am um, having a meeting. I mean, this could be like an hour meeting, could be a two-hour meeting. That's great because I usually get most, if not all of my workout done during uh, and while I am actually working. So, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I typically apologize to people if I start sweating, but that's not the point, right? Remember, because I have to be in zone one, zone two, I need to be able to have a conversation without gasp for air all the time. And, and that is cool because it allows me to work, allows me to have meetings while I am doing, you know, I'm getting done um, that part of my workout. So this is really the most important part, right? Um, now, this, if I break the workout into sort of three pieces, like I've done, there is the cardio that I mentioned, right typically done indoors because again i don't have time to go outdoors every day um, and it will work some muscles it will get you that aerobic capacity that is needed okay now the second part is strength training again the older you get the more important strength training is so you're gonna lift some weights in the gym I used to be very good at it. I competed in, you know, in sort of bodybuilding competitions a few years ago, actually several years ago, um, but it's a different type of weight lifting. Right? You want to be very specific to target the muscles that you're going to need. One thing that I also learned doing my research about um, the fitness part of mountaineering is if you work the right muscles... You become more efficient in terms of how you climb, how you even walk uphill. And by becoming more efficient, you save energy. So with stronger muscles, again, the right muscles, uh, you become more efficient in every step you take. That means you save energy, you save calories, you have more fuel to run longer without feeling miserable or even stopping. So, super important again. Not gonna give you the specifics, but it's typically like twice a week. It's a short, you know, I mean, relatively short. We're talking about 45 minutes to an hour workout. Um, a lot of lower body, you know, uh, upper body, less so, but also super important. And what I've learned is core. I mentioned, I think in the previous podcast, when I came down from, you know, my first two climbs, Mount Washington here in, um, in New Hampshire, I wanted the, to throw up. And I felt like, and I'm like, oh my God, why wow, I want to throw up again. It happened the two times, the first two times I went there. And I was wondering, again, is it something I ate? Is it just because I worked out you know, for 12 hours going up and down or nine hours in the first time? And in reality, it wasn't. Um, neither of those. It was lack of core muscles. So my core was not strong enough think about you're holding that backpack or you're carrying the backpack, you know, it could have easily 40 pounds in there and you're going up and down. So you need your core to be very strong. And and I, I, I wasn't, right? I wasn't that strong. And this is the feeling that I had. like I want to throw up. It was actually because my core was just done, right? So Part of the strength, my part of, at least part of my strength training is I would say 40, 50% just core, right? Planks and all that boring stuff, but it's super important. Um, So we talked a little bit about the cardio aspect and how you can do it indoors. Let's be realistic here. We cannot go outdoors, uh, you know, every single day, although it would be ideal. We talk about strength training and why it's important, um, you know, and how it makes you more efficient when you, are, um, when you are walking, when you're climbing uphill. And, um, and the last component that I put in my workout is outdoor training, yes. And this is typically the weekends, of course, when we have time out of uh, our, our normal jobs. And um, during the weekends, I will um, go outdoors and I learn it changes how, it's just a different workout right? It helps with your strength training, especially on the, um, uh, they call it ME, right? Muscle endurance. It's not so much, look, I can squat 250 pounds with one leg, right? But it is, no, I can do, it's just one rep, right? But no, I can do actually 20 reps and, you know, and my muscle can endure lot of work. This is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about strength training. And going outdoors, back to the outdoors part, is super important, right? Because if you find a hill or, you know, enough elevation around you, it's going to work different muscles than we do in the gym. You know, you're going to step on rocks, the terrain changes, the angulation changes, you know, Um, and that I learned gives my body you know another push in terms of preparing for, um, for the fitness, right? And of course, cardio comes together. You will be able to measure how you are doing if you have an Apple Watch, if you're a Garmin, whatever. Um, you know, I am always tracking. You know what my heart rate is, and I can I can tell it these days, right? And I've done it so many times that I can tell where pretty much I am if I am still in the aerobic zone, meaning I'm burning fat, or if I went to anaerobic with my heart rate, you know, typically goes higher than 140, um, it means, uh uh-oh, you know, I am burning carbs, which is fine. I just want to make sure that I'm burning carbs for the right reasons, not because just, I'm, you know, because I'm walking, but because I'm doing something that requires my body um, uh, to activate more energy. So, that is um, sort of the components. Uh, outdoor is typically, when I do it, all my workouts will take hours, and again, over the weekends, um, but we're talking about four or five hours hikes uh, and climbs that I really challenge my body beyond what uh, I've been training in the gym and in my office. So those are sort of the, the key components. Now, there are a ton of programs out there I did a lot of research. I tried some of them out. I don't think they worked. I'm highly analytical, so I liked um, and, and and I like the planning of some you know of some of these programs. But I also like all the analytics that comes comes with some of them. Others are more um, I'll say gut feel approach, but are less analytical. Let's put it this way. So I like to have a very detailed plan. I like the explanation behind that plan. And I like to be able to track all my metrics right, and my numbers. Um, so a few things that, uh, and currently, I mean, uh, again, um, go out, check it out by yourself. Um, I have no financial or any other interest in, in promoting anybody. Uh, I am um, working with um, the Uphill Athlete uh, Program. And there's a 24-week mountaineering program fitness program, Um, I found it to be very good. It integrates nicely with with my Apple Watch. So I use my Apple Watch all the time because I like to track every single workout. Um, So once it is tracked, right, I upload that into um, another app, right, that will measure sort of the intensity of that workout and it will then align with my Uphill Athlete program. So um, what I use is something called Training Peaks, and it's an app. Um, it's primarily for uh, for endurance athletes, but it's you know it can be adapted for uh, a little bit for mountaineering. You know, if you think about running a marathon, uh, you know, Ironman, um, it, it, they have a way more you know, what much more data about it uh, than mountaineering. But the app itself is great. Um, so it integrates you know with the with the apple watch integrates with of course the program um the 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 uphill athlete program and the you know last but not least i've also done two things right i've um i've downloaded another app that tracks it's called uh hrv4 um and what it does hrv stands for heart rate variability or variation something like that the point is um, it measures how much not my heartbeat is at rest but it measures how much it varies and scientifically I mean I've, I've read a couple of papers about it um, research papers it's, it's not thing new apparently uh, it, it you know the higher the variability so let us say your your heart rate is at 55 but it's never at 55, right? Even if you're resting for like a minute, it will be 55. And then if you look at the, you know, intervals within a second, it will vary to 56, 57, 54, 55. So it measures that variation. And the highest the variation, the, the, let's say the the fitter you are and the best your body is in terms of um, being able to fighting diseases, um, you know, an overall condition. So it's super cool. It allows you to kind of, you see it, every, if you do it every morning regularly, like right when I wake up, I do it. You know, you can tell. You're, tra- you're having a stressful day, not physically, but mentally. Um, your heart will tell. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so I use that to see, hey, this is my day. I've overtrained yesterday. My body is not in a good shape, right? So perhaps I should take it a little easy today. Otherwise, I'm gonna get injured. Um, so that's another uh, another good one for you guys. HRV. There are many apps there. Uh, you know, I just use my phone and put my finger on the light um, right near the camera, and it takes the it takes the measurement, and then you you correlate that with your um, if you're traveling the day before. It, it's amazing, right? It, it again, our heart. Picks up everything. Um, the last part is um, something called Lumen. Um, it's a startup in Israel. Uh, and I try them out. It's interesting what it does. It's um, L-U-M-E-N, by the way, Lumen. It measures your um, the ratio of O2 and CO2 between your inspiration and your expiration. So when... When the ratio changes, and it, right, it, it, it measures whether your body is burning fat or carbs or right in the middle. Um, this is really something that... So I bought it, right? Um, I think it cost like 300 bucks for six months. Um, it was useful at the beginning, to be honest, but I would not recommend it for this purpose. I think they are, and they are, and not, I think, if you go through the website and you look at the product and how it's designed, it's much more for weight management than for training. Um, so I found a variation between what I was burning to be too high for me. Uh, also, they provide you like, you know, this is your, um, you know, what you should eat today based on how your body is working in the morning and then after and before workouts, uh and again, this is not really the purpose, right? I'll I'll use another uh, podcast to talk a little bit about diet. Um, but um this is not the intent. This is not why they, they built their product. So I guess this is why it wasn't super helpful for me for this. Um anyway, now I need to return it. Um, but I paid. So um those are sort of the the tools that I've used again, uh, you know, a PO athlete. Um have very good programs uh those guys know what they're talking about i mean they have a great podcast as well um i've listened to many many episodes they get really really technical um into the training part and the fitness so i if you're into that i strongly recommend um but you can stick to my you know sort of three pronged approach the cardio typically indoors right the strength training muscle endurance and core And then of course the outdoor part, which would be like longer workouts where you put it everything together, right? Um, So this is sort of my approach, it's similar to theirs by the way, Um, but I think I'm a little bit more practical. Um, And uh, of course you have, um, again, back the tools that I mentioned, HRV, measure measure how well your, your body is adapting and is receiving the training and kind of gives you an idea if you're going to get injured, you're going to get sick um, uh, in the day ahead. So this is sort of the fitness component. And I started with it because, again, this is by far, I think, the most important thing in mountaineering. Once you get that fitness part out of the way, you know, the next step, and I'll cover this in the next episode, perhaps we'll talk about dieting and mental fitness, Um Right, it's it, and I can talk about it. Uh, you know, just having giving up my life uh, in the in the last climbs, and just you know, tell my 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 guide, leave me here alone to die. Save yourself, right? What the hell? Um, you know, uh, we can talk about it. Uh, I I've heard, and I've I've done some tricks to kind of keep pushing yourself. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about the diet that goes together with the fitness part that helps your body train for. Um, to burn that fat before he goes after the carbs. That's, a, that's also, there are some tricks about that, and including this guy who climbed Everest like seven times, um, Adrian, I'm going to butcher his last name, um, Bollegier, you can look him up. Um, and when he failed, he, he was doing without oxygen, right? Um, why he changed his diet as well. Not so much his training. I mean, the guy was obviously super fit for this, uh, and that's the only thing he does, right? Again, it goes back to my problem, you know, being these Red Bull athletes that will give you some advice. The guy is like an alien. Um, so perhaps I will take some advice from him, but it's not really applicable, right? He doesn't need to have a treadmill in his office while he's doing Zoom calls all day. Um, but, it, it, you know, I'll give you some of those tips uh, later when we talk about diet and mental, um, mental fitness for mountaineering. And that's going to be in the next episode. Thank you very much. Talk to you guys later.